0: Hello, I'm Leslie Dudley Corbell and I'm Diane Doucette Matthews. Welcome to The Mind of a Child. We're so glad you've joined us today. Let's settle in, take a deep breath,
1: and see what we're going to talk about. Well, we have a question from a friend. Her name is Jan from Tennessee. And we appreciate you, Jan, for writing in. Yeah, so here's her
0: question. My three-year-old has a strong spirit with big feelings, and I am not sure how to help him when he becomes upset. Things tend to get worse before they get better. For example, when we are at the park, he doesn't want to leave and won't budge, and I don't know what to do.
1: When he throws himself on the ground, I really don't know what to do. Hmm. Well, once again, thanks again for listening. And we know children love to be independent, especially when they're exploring their boundaries. It can be frustrating.
0: Big feelings can be frustrating. I know it was hard for me because when my children had big feelings, that often triggered big feelings in me hmm. too. That was always the first thing for me is remaining calm in that
1: moment when big feelings were in front of me. I mean, that is the most important thing because if we get upset and we lose control, then the whole situation is just going to go downhill fast. Breathing, praying, a couple of seconds just to make sure you remain calm. Yeah, so let's talk about the different ways that we
0: sometimes see children with big feelings in front of us because I like to think about it in her question, She's she says that things tend to get worse before they get better. Mm -hmm. Let's throw out some words here. Some people call things tantrums, temper tantrums, Mm -hmm. meltdowns, frustration fits. I've heard a lot of different terms for these Mm -hmm. things, but let's break them down into the types of behaviors you might see. Child is whining. For the sake of our podcast, not that it's written in stone anywhere else, but for the sake of our podcast, let's call that a, tantrum. And it's going to There can be language. I don't like it. I don't want to. No, you can't make me. I don't want to go. There can be all sorts of things with language in that moment. And the biggest thing for me to think about there after I've remained calm is to give the child some empathy. And I think mm. we want to skip over that part a lot. We want to go ahead and tell them what to do, why they ought to be doing it, why we need to be doing it, and all this other information about what's happening next. When really what they need right at that
1: moment is just a little dose of empathy. Because really they're in that emotional state, right? Right. So we still can connect with them. So do you want to talk a little bit about the brain?
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about just what that looks like and sounds like. So that might be something like, you seem really sad. Mm -hmm. You wanted to play longer. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't want to camp out in that feeling, right. not a back and forth, oh, you really wanted to play. Mm-hmm. We, d- we don't want to just keep going on and on. Acknowledge the feeling. You seem sad. You really wanted to play longer. It's time to go. Yeah. Then you can then offer a choice yeah, if you, you want to. Offer the two choices. Offer That's the two right. choices. You can hold my right hand or my left hand. You can skip beside me or walk beside me, mm. whatever works for you. Yes. So that's when you offer two choices. But so often when we think about things tending to get worse before they get better, sometimes, I know in my experience, it was because I came in with information instead. I came in with a, it's time to go. You know it's time to go. We do this every day. We come to the park and it's, we have to go. We have to go pick up your brother. It's time to go. We have to leave. you know, and yeah. I come up with a blah, 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 yeah. all overloaded. this information.
1: An overload for the child and they're already overloaded. They're
0: already overloaded. Yes. They're going to shut down and go, mm-hmm. and that's, can
1: be when they end up on the ground, kicking and screaming. Then, and then they're in the survival mode. Yes, and that's a more difficult situation. That might be called a temper tantrum or temper meltdown or meltdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's lower. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit harder to get them out of that yeah. situation. Yeah,
0: it's very common in young children because if you think about it, as you were talking about the brain earlier, mm-hmm. young children's brains are wiring. So Mm -hmm. they don't really have all those pathways from that front part of their brain, the the cortex, down to their brainstem that are going to help them pull out of that easily. Right. So when they get overstimulated, overwhelmed, overtired, the brain kind of short circuits almost and and just shuts down and goes Mm -hmm. into that survival state. So if we think about it that way, all we can do is either remain calm, breathe for them, try to de-escalate it, try to get them calm. Soothe the child and regroup, really. Soothe the child and regroup. (laughs) You can, let's say you're someplace and you really, I know one parent said to me, but I had to pick up my child at school. Mm. I had to leave the park. You know, they felt very overwhelmed. So really a reminder to breathe and stay calm, even if you have to get someplace really quick. And you can say to the child, hold my hand. I'm keeping you safe. We're walking to the car. In a very calm, soothing, neutral voice, and let the child know that they're safe. Typically, they will go with you because, again, they're seeking safety at right. that moment. They're overwhelmed, overstimulated. There's no language. They've lost control. Their brain's short-circuited. They need someone to be in charge, and they want you to be in charge. We
1: just have to be calm while we're doing it. You know, this brings me back in my memory <laughs> with four kids and one person, you know, having a meltdown and what to do in a situation that you just mentioned where it's time sensitive. Mm -hmm. I need to go. I need to be someplace. And it's very important to stay calm, stay focused, but I don't have a lot of time to regroup and soothe. Mm -hmm. And I remember having to just pick up the child Mm -hmm. and just say, we have to go now. I love you. I'm going to keep you safe, but we need to go to the car right now. Mm -hmm. And then, work it out later but have you have to get somewhere and so that's okay at times if you don't have the time to regroup and soothe at that moment mm-hmm. and you mm. might even
0: pray at that moment
1: over the mm. child out loud that's right as you're picking them
0: up dear Lord please help us in this moment this is really one to play at the park longer and it's time to go we've got to pick we've got to go pick up her sister yeah and just say keep, those and words. just calming mm-hmm. over your child scripture whatever comes to your mind right then, Pray that over your child and walk out. But it's important. The most important piece is that staying calm. But if if you do any of this in a frantic tone of voice or a stressed tone of voice, your child is probably going to,
1: rather than come out of it, it's going to escalate. Yeah. And uh, I think it's real important to talk about also their experience in the problem, that it's not against you. Yeah. So... That's such a good piece to the puzzle to remind yourself. Because a lot of times, if you think it's against you, then you can get as ex. You can plug into the feeling. Yeah. You can take it personally. Escalate. You can escalate. Yeah. yeah. Your feelings yeah. can get escalated. For some reason, I'm having a hard time saying that word. But yeah, if you think it's against you or mm-hmm. they're doing it to you, taking it personal. And you talked about there that it's, you
0: brought out it's their experience. And mm-hmm. so that's another thing to keep in mind. We may think it's a trivial thing. Let's say the fit is over, the meltdown is because they couldn't take a favorite toy with them to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And we may think that's a trivial matter. It's not to them. And so we still want to acknowledge that feeling. And you seem really sad. You really want to take your that toy to the store. We have to leave it at home. Mm-hmm. And then you can hold my right hand or my left hand. You, can, you know, we go through the whole thing again. But wherever they are is we meet them there without judging their experience mm-hmm. or taking it
1: personally, either one. And realizing that sometimes in a situation they need help. You know, you have a great example about the little girl that wanted, she needed to go to bed, but she just laid on the floor and didn't know what to do. And the mom was trying to go, no, you have to go to bed. But then when the mom stopped and realized, okay, wait a second, the child needs my help in this situation. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting to talk about too, because you think that's another time sensitive thing. It was time to go to bed, Mm -hmm. the
0: story that she had told me. The more we plug into it and try to get them going, come on, let's go, let's go, it's time to get in bed, it's gonna be late, Mm -hmm. that actually might take 20 minutes. But if we can meet the child where they are in a very calm tone of voice, identify their feeling, if they're in a feeling state, or if they're in the shutdown survival mode, if we can help them feel safe and move forward from there, and then identify the feeling, that could be a quicker fix Now, that's not to say that children do have long meltdowns, and sometimes they may have a long meltdown, but I would like to encourage everyone that the more you practice, the more you help them wire the brain up from that survival state to that emotional state to that thinking and problem-solving state, the more you're building those connections in their brain. And mm. so that time will get shorter over time. We're talking about the long haul here, not right. the not the short game fix. Yeah, this is a marathon, not yeah. a sprint. That's right. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. So when a child is in that meltdown state, let's say mm-hmm. that there's no language, they're throwing a fit, kicking and screaming, and then they come to, you got a four or five-year-old, and they say, you're the worst mom ever, I hate you, mm. to not to think or, or even to say, I don't want to breathe or I don't want to pray to not consider that a downgrade but it's actually an upgrade cuz at least
1: now they're communicating that's right they've started communicating and just be instead of being just physical yes yeah they've moved up that's a good and so component. you're you're yes. in the right you're headed in you're not there yet but you're headed in the right direction because they're using their verbal skills so they're yes. coming out
0: of it so let's say you do have a child who does have big feelings and this is a frequent occurrence for them when they have big feelings they're big and we, we all know children who have big feelings Help them with those feelings. Teach them about feelings. Teach them how to handle those feelings and what to do with them. I mean, God gave us feelings, Mm -hmm. and they do give us information about a problem that we're experiencing and help us move past the problem.
1: Yeah, and like you said, if you can walk them through this as many times as it's necessary, you know, like it is a marathon. But if you can walk them through it so their brain and their heart and their soul and their mind can just walk through it, that's great. But once again, I'm going to talk about practicing. Mm -hmm. When things are going great, instead of just riding it and saying, oh, I don't want to bring this up, bring it up. Mm -hmm. And then talk about it and go back to the place of origin where it happened, if you can, and mm-hmm. say, let's let's work on what happened the other day mm-hmm. or yesterday or this morning, and let's walk through how maybe we could have handled this better, mm-hmm. and let's practice it right now.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, as parents, we've all had children who have had tantrums and meltdowns or whatever you want to call them, fits, frustration fits, temper yeah. tantrums. Yeah. We've had children who, who have had all of those and experienced all of those. And just helping them... Mm -hmm. especially younger children, it's going to be a common occurrence, especially for the very young, because, again, their brains aren't wired up yet. So what you want to do is help them develop those skills now Mm -hmm. because we've also all experienced adults who have had tantrums and meltdowns.
1: Oh, Leslie.
0: So let's build those skills in our children while they're young Mm -hmm. in a healthy way, help them handle these things and move past them because we're not controlled by our feelings, and our feelings are... I don't want to go into too much, but really if we think about our feelings are transitory. They give us information about a problem we're experiencing based on our past Mm. experiences. And so we don't want to be controlled by them. We want to just
1: acknowledge them problem solve and move on. When you're there with your child, if you can think about how important it is for them to learn that when they're younger. So I mean, just imagine a seven or eight year old throwing a fit and then you move it up to a 13 or 14 throwing in hormones, go to an 18 or a 19 year old, even a 30 year old. Oh my goodness. You know, now is the future. Is there anything else we need to add to this? Reflecting back to our Boundaries episodes and all of those, we brought Mm -hmm. out
0: this point, and this is probably a good point to bring out here too, is that children will test limits. That's right. When those limits come up, they will bump up against them and may have feelings, internal conflicts about them. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, expect it. It's a part of child development. Um, They're learning who they are and how they relate to the world. Mm -hmm. Because of this, choice does become a big thing offering two positive choices to children can help them problem-solve and move forward, give them a little bit of autonomy that they desire. I always say two choices that meet your expectation. So it's like you hold my right hand or my left hand, walk beside me, skip beside me, whatever it is. Not the two choices that are one positive, one negative. You can walk with me to the car or I'm calling your dad. Now, that would not be the choice to offer, and that might be a threat, and that might shift your child back down into that emotional or survival state,
1: back into that tantrum or that meltdown. Yeah, and I would add, during the day, just during the day, offer choices, you know, that (laughs) don't have a real consequence to it? Do you want to go outside? Do you want to go to the right? Do you want to go to the left? Do you want to pick up sticks? Do you want to pick up leaves? You know, just give them choices because they really do want to make choices. Yeah. I mean, they're becoming more independent. Rest in the authority as a
0: parent that you have been given. Mm Mm-hmm. Have that calm, neutral voice. You don't have to have a power struggle because you are the parent and you are in charge. And so when you come into that voice of knowing and that voice, that assertive voice that tells children what to do and helps them solve problems and soothes them when they have trouble
1: you gain your authority and you really strengthen your authority. And there won't be a power struggle unless you start it. That's right. I mean, they're going to push you, but just don't let them push you. They'll stop pushing once they realize that, nope, this is where the boundary stops. This is where it ends. This is the line. It gives a confidence
0: to the child to know that you are the authority and that you do love them and you're standing there to support them and help them learn and grow.
1: And I'm glad you said that because Mm -hmm. if the boundary keeps moving, they become insecure.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh I think it's also worthwhile to think about how do we as parents or as adults, how do we handle feelings? Mm -hmm. Because I'm guessing most of us didn't grow up in households where it was okay to acknowledge your feeling. Maybe you felt you had to stuff it or ignore it, or maybe someone rescued you from your feelings so that you didn't have to experience the feeling, or maybe you feel like you have to save other people from their feelings. And to really know that, no, it is healthy to communicate my feelings in a very healthy way, responsible way, and that what people do with my feelings are up to them. And what I do with other people's feelings, I'm not in charge of anybody else's feelings. And so Mm -hmm. you're really not in charge of your child's feelings either. Mm -hmm. Just helping them learn and problem solve and go from
1: there. Communicate your feelings, but in a proper, respectful way. Yes, respectful. Excellent.
0: We've had several listeners write in with some questions, and we're gonna keep doing some more series on these kind of practical problem-solving moments. So when your child is in that moment of upset, Mm. they're whining, they're, they're not cooperating, but there's language still involved, identify the feeling. Reflect it back to them in a calm voice. Pray so that you are calm and composed. You seem frustrated. Identify what it is they wanted, you think. You wanted to stay longer, then set the limit it's time to go. If they still aren't budging, but they're kind of, you sense some willingness, offer the two choices. You can hold my right hand or my left hand, which one works better for you? And so we use all these little things to scoot them along the right way, path of cooperation and obedience and achieving our goal. But now if your child is lying on the ground kicking and screaming, that's (laughs) not going to be, they're not going to be ready for that yet. They're gonna need the breathing, the calming, the prayer over them, the clear directions if you're time sensitive and need to go. Then they'll be open to, once they start talking, once you're connected again, they're ready then to have some encouragement, some validation of the feeling, and then apply all those other things that I talked about. <laughs> Move them on up. So you gotta do it in the right, at the right time. Meet them where they are, rejoice
1: in the day, and be present with our child where they are at that moment. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much for this time. I pray that it is very helpful for all the ears that hear, and they will be able to apply what they've heard, and it will be helpful in their day in and day out times with their children. We thank you, Lord. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram at the Mind of a Child Pod, or you can email us at themindofachildpodcast of a child podcast at gmail.com.